I get to count off. Yeah, usually. That was, uh, we get the new guy here and he's counting off. Yeah, yeah sorry. No What's going on with Liz Cheney and the Republican Party? I, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't. Maybe, yeah. maybe Steve will know. He's going to tell us. Is this Sports Center or across politics? Hey, hey a little yes, both. Exactly. He, he noticed. It. Finally. We've been waiting for someone to just like, you know, <laughs> notice that. Way yes. to go. Yes. Pastor Toby, Chuck Knox, I'm the water boy. And this is a Dr. Steve Hayward. Is it doctor? Yeah, he's like super duper Are doctor. you like a Joe Biden doctor? Uh, sort of, yeah. Okay. I, a little. My dissertation was a little longer than hers, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a good show. Yeah, this is gonna be good. I appreciate I see this. What we doing right now? Hey guys, our our next magazine ships out the first couple weeks in June, so make sure you subscribe. Hey, to I got Fight, a question about laugh, that. Laugh feast. I got a question about magazine. that. So let's say that I'm one of those latecomers that signs up for a magazine um, a little late to the game. Do I still get the back copies no. too? No, but you get the next four copies. So that's what? why that's why it's important for you. You can what? buy you can you, buy you one of the back copies. Time, time out. You, you mean to tell me if I can sign- buy one of the back? <laughs> so I can't get the back copies. No, but, well, you got to buy it. But we're going to sell them. Yeah, but it's not included in your subscription. You get the next four issues. Yeah. So this so a subscription includes the future four issues. Can we get a plan that gets the back copies to the people? I'll figure it out. I'll figure this it out. But why do you, why right. can't, this is, this seems like a, a meeting we should have off This is camera. like Tim Tebow getting a chance above uh, Colin Kaepernick. No, this it's wrong. not. <laughs> <laughs> this is wrong. <laughs> Stop it. I, I can give you, Knox, if you want, all my back issues of TV Guy, just in case they rerun all the shows in the same order. <laughs> do you have a Jet magazine? I'll take the Jet magazine. No, I don't have okay. that. Uh-oh. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, so go to fightlifefeast.com to subscribe if you want to get into the next four yeah, issues no of the magazine. <laughs> this this next issue is on feasting in the presence of Don't my enemies. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rosaria Butterfield, Ra- Rachel Jankovic, of course, Pastor Wilson, Pastor Toby. I uh, um, I have an article You're in there. Knox article? Re- yeah, Knox refuses to. Huh? What? I didn't um, say I refuse to. I just don't. Okay. <laughs> uh, is there a difference? Uh-huh. And then uh, Tennessee. We're going to be in Tennessee in September. Okay. Our, our, we're going to have thousands of people at this conference. Politics of sex. Keep saying that. Keep it's, saying what I, it's what I do. I name, still, I name it climate. You're still wearing sunglasses, too. I know. He I'm, has to. It, just for those who don't know, I've had eye issues this week, um, and that's as deep as I'm going to go. We, <laughs> we don't even know what happened, but my eye, I woke up one morning and it was just swollen shut. And so Knox says the sunglasses are less distracting, which tells you a lot about my eye. <laughs> I figured with the Jimmy Carter era, coming back you're getting a head start on the jim mcmahon era coming there back. you go there you go <laughs> you know sports hey, center there you go <laughs> so politics and sex we, we the conference was originally in october we moved it to september because of the event uh capacity we're really excited about our event space there it's gonna be fantastic we're gonna do breakout sessions we're gonna have up to 15 breakout sessions beyond our standard conference uh Man. day on friday it's gonna be exciting we're gonna hit politics media education and business on saturday and our breakout sessions and everything so make sure you not sign up. Sign I don't like the word breakout sign up. session. No, Could no. you help us come up with a better word than breakout yeah, sessions? Well, you, you do a lot of conferences. Uh, yeah, especially for a conference involving sex. A breakout session it has uh, problems, <laughs> I think. <laughs> See, that's what I'm trying to tell these guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you Thank you. Thank all you. right, all right. We moved it to September 9th through the 11th. Uh, registration will be out in June. Very important uh, you'll, So you'll be able to sign up starting in June, and it's going to go fast. So we hope to see you guys there in The Tennessee. show is brought to you by New St. Andrews College. Speaking mm-hmm. of which, Dr. Hayward's here to speak at the commencement as we're we're recording this Thursday before the graduation. Mm -hmm. Um, We're excited to have him here for that. Uh, New St. Andrews College exists to graduate um, leaders who will shape culture under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Which we mm. desperately need. And, um, mm-hmm. and I, I'm a graduate of New St. Andrews. I they did they don't give out coloring there. books. They don't give out Woo. puppies for, you know. Yeah. Some hard work. And they're not, and they're not woke. <laughs> they ain't woke. They're not woke. <laughs> they don't have sleeping pods, which literally Washington State University has sleeping pods oh now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. They ain't got no social yeah. distancing. <laughs> they, they, know, uh, they know sex and biology better than the Supreme Court. Woo! Oh, Lord. Also, you may know, but we actually started our very the very first Fight Laugh Feast scholarship this year. Um, mm, the first God. one was for young men, and we we got one. He's coming. Yeah, um, but it ain't good for men to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did, did you want to do the announcement? <laughs> There's another one coming. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll and we're going to do one for gals next mm, year, yeah, Lord willing. So right. more details coming on the application process for that. But but yeah. Lord willing, we'll have two Fight Laugh Feast scholarships going, one for men, one for women. We got a great um, dude who we gave the scholarship to uh, this year. Excited about him coming and yeah. meeting him. You better work out. But check it out. New St. You, Andrews. You better be there all four years. <laughs> NSA.edu. Yeah. 
come to Moscow, Idaho. Have you guys uh, been following um, the whole vaccine rollout? Yeah, it scares issue? me to death. Yeah. This, this really. Uh, well, you showed me this video earlier, and I, I couldn't believe it. I yeah. couldn't. I just, you got to. You got to watch it. Free fries when you get vaccinated. <laughs> um, I got vaccinated. You're saying I could get this? You delicious <laughs> fries. <laughs> Wait a minute. But there's also a a burger element to this. Ooh. Let me let me check with Bill Needhart. Is it too early in the day to eat a burger? No. This could Wasn't be it New York City down. trying to outlaw right. big gulps a couple? Years I want ago. you to look at this and think about again, hot dogs too. Oh, that's right. Some people love hamburgers, some don't. Oh. They want to respect all ways of life. But oh. if this is appealing to you, just think of this when you think of vaccination. Mm. <laughs> vaccination. Mm. <laughs> now, this is the same guy that was we have right doing now this. is outstanding given the challenge we're facing right now. This is a reminder that for a lot of people, this is manageable, Chuck, that uh, oh. it, could be, it could feel like the flu when handled he right said the and flu. if people don't have those underlying conditions. <laughs> go about your lives, go about your business. Uh, this is oh. not so far something that you get through casual contact. There has to be some prolonged <laughs> like AIDS. There's a strange kind of approach avoidance, to use a psychological term here, in the federal response. It was deny and underestimate for a while. Then it seemed to pick up in the last few days, but it's still not materially what it needs to be. You need to really have some direct contact. You need to have the kind of exposure that you wouldn't get casually on the subway, for example. <laughs> this is a disease that does not live long on a surface. Oh. Certainly on most surfaces like metal, plastic, a, you know, a desk, a kitchen counter, a subway pole. Oh. It's only a matter of minutes before the disease dies. It's not people in the stadium. It's not people in the big uh, oh. open area or oh. conference and all. It's people close up to each other. Some places like guy. Italy are doing yeah. mass school closures. That's <laughs> not on the menu here. Not on the menu. Not on is the menu. French fries are on the menu. Where that could happen? Of course. But is it anywhere near to where we are now? No. If you're under 50 and you're healthy, which is most New Yorkers, uh, there's very little threat here. This disease, oh. even if you were to get it, basically acts like a common cold or flu. Oh, oh. wow. My goodness. Steve, after you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, de Blasio is, well, to call de Blasio a Marxist mayor is an insult to Marxists because he's actually Ooh. much worse than that. And the wow. amazing thing is he's not just an incompetent lefty, but he's way behind the curve. I mean, as we know today, eating a cheeseburger is an offense against planet Earth, according yep. to the Greenies, that's, right? That's right. Uh -huh. right. And then right. French fries. Now, this is a funny thing. You, you know, we're all old enough to remember that uh, when the French were being difficult uh, 15 years ago, we referred to them as freedom fries. Ooh. And lately, yeah. have yeah. you noticed, uh, if you saw these stories, and of all places, the New York Times, the president of France and a lot of the leaders of France had said that um, radical left-wing theories from American universities, in particular critical race theory, are a threat to France. And I say, oh, this is wonderful. We wow. can call them French fries again. <laughs> <laughs> it shows you where we are. That it the, all the circles French back are around. The French save America and are more clear-headed than the president of Ooh. our president. It's an amazing thing. But Ooh. Wow. So this... This video, I remember, this was back in uh, uh, February, March of right. 2020. This little, this little yeah. clause. But the French fries one is from this week. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. That's, 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 that's correct. Week, yeah. That's correct. All right. Yeah, so we, before the whole, I guess before the lefties figured out how they could use the coronavirus um, politically, this is how they were talking. Right. This is, but this is, okay, so I don't know if you guys remember this. Back in the day, when marketing changed, it became cool, because black people are, not, are really are not more consumers. They consume a lot of uh, materials like shoes. TVs. I mean, they, they really are. They number like yeah. Nike p makes their marketing yeah. cars. That's kind stuff of a like stereotype, that. though. Huh? But hey, we buy stuff. That's what we do. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, but what happened was there wasn't a whole lot of marketing towards us. Okay. And so marketers were like, man, if they're buying stuff, how do we make stuff that appeals to them so we can get some of that money over here too? And so they they started shucking and jiving. Uh -huh. So you remember uh, Chrysler came out all of a sudden. Everything was on twenty inch rims. The yeah. black dude gets out with the hip hop music. Even McDonald's started making music. Yeah. My way, you know. Like, yeah. like, every, every industry started shucking and jiving to yeah. try and yeah. get black people to yeah. buy into their because they were like, "Man, they spend money. Let's get the money over here." Yeah. This is shucking and jiving to try and get you to get the vaccine, right? Right. This is what they're doing, yeah. and the right. fact that he's using French fries and burgers after he tried to outlaw sausages and hot, and dogs, hot dogs on and federal big gulps, on federal property, and now he's in federal property yeah. breaking his own law to try and right. get you to get a vaccine. I'm like, mm -mm, I'm good. Right. 
What is it? Why do you want me to have this so bad? Well, notice too in the in the previous cl- in the clip where he says this is not spread, you know, in in, in stadiums, right, yeah. and conference centers. Yes. We are going to be shut down schools. <laughs> yeah, all this stuff. And now, is it is it true you can't get into a Knicks game so without Knicks, a vaccine? They had a Knicks game where only vaccinated people were allowed to come in. Right. Well, the Knicks are doing a good enough job of suppressing their audience without any kind of vaccine. <laughs> but, He's like, so what? Yeah. <laughs> but and so I now I think too you can get vaccinated. They're giving out free tickets at uh, MetLife with the Met Center. Okay. And as well as um, if you're vaccinated. If you, yeah, you, well you can get vaccinated. What was there. this band thing you're telling me about? Immunobands. Immunobands. So this there's a doctor. <laughs> A doctor who created these bands that actually said, you know, we want to create a band where people can actually have their cards with them constantly on a QR, like a QR code so on the QR band code, or something. Yeah, yeah, that you yeah. walk around with. Yeah. And so you, people are using these to get into games. People are using and these it's now. Got your vaccination it's got record. your vaccination yeah. records right on top of it, and it's designed so that people know that you're on board, that you are safe. This is such a fun year for dispensationalists. So, you know, well, yeah, you realize that uh, a lot of these vaccines are are cultured are cultured in yeast. So, would those bands be the mark of the yeast? <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. That's a great dad joke. That's a great one. Well, I, I guess the question is like if you if you uh what is that yeast and if people don't have um what is it called? If you have this inside of bread, they don't eat bread, they have gluten. Oh, gluten. Yeah, so what yeah. are gluten, gluten people supposed to have? Yeah. Uh, people who don't have gluten, so I, I guess I they can't know. have the band. Yeah. But, the, but the biggest thing for me is that if you're saying that, hey, we're creating a society where people can know that you're safe and you're not, that scares me. Because the implication, though, is there are a lot of people who don't have the bands who are not safe. Who are then not safe. Yeah, and, and, so, and, and they're, and they're a threat. They're, they're dangerous. And so now you have this, I mean, basically, there's a sort of a new Jim Crow thing going on. Well, where, that's, that was my joke. Here's the vaccination section. Here's exactly. the non-vaccination section. Mm-hmm. Here's, you know, here's the vaccinated water fountains because yeah. you can't forget that Jim Crow and all those things that came out of that were a lot of health were health issues. Right. Because they didn't want to drink from the dirty water fountain that black people were drinking because, from. Because, and this is driven by Darwinism, social Darwinism, Absolutely. and eugenics that basically said that these um, lesser races are more uh, immune compromised, they're yeah. more likely to, to yeah. spread disease. Right. And so health codes, uh, many of these health codes and many of these Jim Crow laws were done in the name of safety. Yeah. Yeah. And you need to have you need to be on the other side of the bus so not everybody gets your sicknesses. Yeah. And and here we are again. The only good news about this to me is that we since we've been here in the recent few, in recent in the recent past, we know that this is an unsustainable a b- lifestyle like this is not sustainable so that's the good news like the, the part of me is like this didn't last very long and it didn't work out so well so I'm, I'm happy about that but we shouldn't even be back here again right well one of my pieces of advice i'm going to give the graduates tonight okay. is uh, a rule that goes as follows whenever you hear a progressive come up with some nifty idea to improve the world right slow down repeat the idea aloud slowly in a german accent <laughs> And see if it still sounds as good. Your vaccine papers, please. That's where we're heading. That's, That's exactly right. right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, what, what's crazy about this uh, was uh, Biden this last week uh, signed an executive order doing away with the Trump's executive order yep. regarding sexual orientation uh, in hospitals. Have you been following this? I think so. I mean, they come so fast and furious. You know, right. Who can keep up with it? So if you guys <laughs> remember. Fast and furious. Oh. He's a hoot. Oh, my you, goodness. You guys, just let him talk. That's great. If you guys remember that Trump signed an executive order overturning the Obama's Obamacare's uh, rule, making it that uh, hospitals had to do transgender surgeries. Right. So Trump signed an executive order doing away with that. Uh, like protecting and, religious conscience particularly, uh, right? Yeah, religious yeah. conscience right. on it. And then uh, Joe Biden just this last week signed signed the executive order doing away with Trump's executive order. Now this all stemmed from a a, uh, a, a the, what's the case the Bostick it's it's Bo- Bostock Bostock or, um, versus Clayton County yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was argued in late 2019 and then decided um, just last summer in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, Gorsuch interestingly wrote the opinion for the court. Gorsuch. And, and this is Gorsuch. just real quick. This this case is where they expanded the the civil rights legislation to include sexual orientation and gender identity. Here we right. go again, so, right back at the same place. Yeah. So that was the thing is so in the original civil rights legislation it included not discriminating against somebody for the purposes of their sex. Yeah. What Bostock did though was Gorsuch. I don't know. I think he must have gone to 
some evangelical seminary or something. He's Episcopalian, so he's liberal or something. Because he's doing exegesis on this on these words like some liberal yeah. lesbian bishop. Seriously, <laughs> because, seriously, because she. He, he, I'm just going to save it for the next segment. He they takes gotta, the word sex and he makes that thing do contortions that yep. should not be legal. To include <laughs> gender identity and sexual orientation. <laughs> you don't want to miss this next segment. This is going to be really interesting to figure out how he contorts this. <laughs> More coming up with Steve Hayward. Oh, you next across politics. <laughs> When a medical need arises, hundreds of thousands of Christians across the nation care for one another by sharing financially for those medical needs. Samaritan members pray and reflect God's love and care by providing for one another. While times continue to change, God's love doesn't. He cares for us as we are called to care for one another. I don't know if, if this segment is going to be uh, PG or PG-13 or... It's going to be Bible rated. How about that? <laughs> there you go. It's there Bible go. rated. Rated B for right. Bible. We have actually more people from Texas in the studio. Uh, are you from Texas? No, oh. I'm from. I'm an inmate of California. Yeah, right Ooh, do yeah, they you know? Are. Do they know you <laughs> yeah, escaped? You, you, you no, got, I, I, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I think your rule about you know repeating it back in German should yeah. also you know should, should apply repeat it back in Californian. Oh, yes. You know? But they're so trans. So how would you understand it? Right. right. How, yeah. how do they even know? So I was trying to explain before I was so rudely interrupted by time by music. Mm. You you push the button. Mm. I was talking. Um, so Neil Gorsuch pens this opinion piece on um, the Bostock versus Clayton County where um, he argued basically over this term sex from the 1964 civil rights uh, legislation. Yeah, because originally the idea of sex was to refer to discrimination of a man or a woman getting a job. And, and the opinion and the opinion just straight up admits that. Okay. Okay. What Gorsuch writes is the parties concede, both parties that the term sex in 1964 referred to the biological distinctions between male and female. Huh. Game the, over. Okay? Yeah. That was, Let's go home. That was it. Yeah. Um, but, but they don't stop there. They yeah. don't stop there. He goes on to say, but what you really need to follow um, it has to do with the verb, basically. Discriminate. And he's got this really crazy, like, um, le- language thing. Um uh, but we already defined sex between that the idea was discrimination between yeah, men and but women. But he he says, look, it, it, nobody nobody disputes the fact that in 1964 sex referred to that male and female. But basically, what he says is, if you then you have to put it in context of Title VII, and he says, if Title VII says you're you're discriminating um, for this reason. Um, and then you go and you look at the situation where they were discriminated against. So one of the situations in the Bostock case was a, a, a biological male, I believe, who was working. Was hired at, at a company. At, at a, yeah. um, uh, um, taking care of dead people. What do you call it? Mor- uh, mortuary. 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 And, uh, and then suddenly starts showing up female. Public school is what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mortuary. mortuary. Easy school. to confuse. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. About the same thing. It's yeah. where yeah. ideas go to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Souls, too, apparently. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, but, then he starts showing up as a as a girl and gets fired. And so um, Gorsuch Gorsuch argues basically that given the fact that he would he would not have been let go, um, and there was no other reason for him to be let go other than his his sex, his, even though sex, as it was originally understood, is not what is in view here. He said, therefore, it applies. Uh, this, this basically, my my shorthand yeah. Cliff Notes version of the argument, and, and to bring this into what Biden did, so Biden signs this executive order, basically now requiring hospitals to do transgendered surgeries. So hospitals right. are are With, forced to if a man wants to comes in the hospital and wants his penis cut off, right. the hospital is required right. to cut. 
yeah. to do that surgery. And, and in the and in the executive order, it's worded in such a way. I don't, I don't know if this is in the law or if this is just the summary of it, but it basically says, you know, in the same way that a doctor is required to set a bone yeah. or treat cancer, yeah. Yeah. Um, you must treat this transgender surgery or hormone therapy or whatever in the same category as that, along with you know abortions. And I mean, it's all. It's, what, basically, what they're doing is some form of moral equivalence. Wait. They're they're saying if you would not deny care for somebody who came in who with has a broken, broken bone, arm, you know, it, their, their arteries cut, you know, they're bleeding. There's, right. You, you you have to treat them. There's a moral uh, incumbent to do that. So if a, if a let's say a transgender man comes into the hospital with a broken arm, you should you should help him. Oh, you treat his broken you, arm. You treat his broken arm. Right. But if a transgender <laughs> yeah. man comes in and wants his junk cut off. You say no. That is that is not morally equivalent. Right. I think what we say is Bidenism amounts to making the trans run on time. Did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I don't even know what that means. The, the, the train track <laughs> can't run on, on time. The trains can't run on time, you know. <laughs> You, Sorry, you got, no, I was there with you. Apparently, me and you have like the same dumb dad, dad it's, jokes. It's the glasses, you know, it's the glasses. <laughs> so, are, are, are we finding though that people who are actually hurt, um, who are actually in some way have a broken bone or have some sort of yeah, are they being discriminated against? Are they are they actually being discriminated against? Because but, but the way that the camel's nose under the tent here, what's what's being wedged? This is a wedge. No, play, I, yeah, I get that. Is is it has it has nothing to do with that. Okay, so, so, so we're, just, we're not fixing well, the real problem. Back up to Obamacare several years ago now, where they were insisting that, and then the case was, you know, U.S. versus little sisters of the poor. God not tells even, the best stories, right? Not even For, big sisters of the poor, <laughs> the right, little sisters right, of the poor. Right. I just thought the optics of the I, case title alone I, were crazy. But I, what was the point there? You have to have contraception insurance as part of insurance for nuns. Yeah, right. Yep. That and this case and several For others nuns. going back years ago. For now, nuns. They are deliberately trying to trample the rights of conscience. Right. Make people of faith conform right. to secular leftism, and well, they're quite determined about this. This is not an accident, right. that's, and that's because there's no neutrality. People forget yeah. that the idea of sex itself is political. Like you, you can't escape that. If well, right. as soon as we started letting homosexual uh, uh, civil, well, as soon as we started letting homosexuality run rampant in the country, what we started getting was laws that made you have to bake a cake, that have to go and praise and beautify what they call oh, wit- wedding right. photographers. Right? We, and, uh, yeah. and then now it's coming to the point that they're legislating laws that you not only have to do these things, but you can't discriminate in your own right. private industries of like, okay, if I have a healthcare business or whatever I'm doing, they have, you have to well, worship you've, well, you've, the yeah. way that they've required you to worship. Well, you've got these laws coming down now that are, are prohibiting um, counseling. You know, right. Christ, Christian yeah. pastors, Christian ministers, right. Right. for someone who would voluntarily walk into your That's office right. and say, Pastor, what do you think about this temptation to homosexuality? Or, I, you know, I, I'm feeling like I want to dress up like a woman or whatever. And a, and a, you know, that's a private, you know, that's, it's, a, yep. it's a ministry, it's a Christian church. Um, and you can't e- even say those words. E- even to this in person. those situations, yeah. they're getting to the mm. point now where they're saying, you yeah. may not tell that person uh, that that temptation to homosexuality or transgenderism is a sin and right. wrong. And you may not try to encourage them to, um, to live out their sexuality according to God's word. That's becoming right. illegal in some well, places. Wasn't it in Canada where uh, a trans man wanted to go in a woman's spa to get a waxing? Remember, you remember <laughs> I that? I remember that. And, yeah. and then you, you know, so, you know, trace what Knox just said. Right. Where homosexuality starts to run rampant and now we're, just, you know, what, it was like 10 years ago, we got to the point where wedding photographers had to take pictures at a homosexual wedding. Right. Yep. And then now we're here to where a doctor has to cut a man's junk off. Right. Yep. It's it's getting there. Like, I, I'm curious. Um, you have to follow that. One of the things, I'm, I'm, Steve, I'm interested in your opinion on this. The So one of the things that there's, a, there's not much left, but there has been a strong precedent for religious freedom yeah. in, in our country. Um, sometimes even from sort of the more um, odd um, you know, corners where, you That's know, right. a, a yeah. protection, for example, of a uh, Seventh-day Adventist who um, objects to a, a blood transfusion, for example, right. or um, there's a famous case, I believe from Oregon, having to do with yeah. um, the smoking uh, or, or a peyote yeah. um, drug right. in, in uh, Native American religious exercise or whatever, um, where um, the courts in our country have um, thankfully protected this sort of right of religious conscience for a long time. But it seems to me like it's been fundamentally done um, not because of the fear of God, but yeah. because of basically this sort of highly individualistic me God, like ah. that we don't want to <laughs> we don't want to trespass because they that deeply held religious belief. We say, well, then we can't trespass that. 
And it if seems we like, kill that idol, we have to kill our idol. <laughs> but then what we have is it seems like a, a collision. If we can use the train analogy again, oh, um, we've got the two, trans analogy. We have two trans trains <laughs> timing uh, about to co- collide. <laughs> where you've got the me, the me god that says I, I was bo- God made me a dude, but I want to wear a dress, right. um, or God made me a man, but I want to have sex with other men, or whatever. And there's that sort of me god. And and the, uh-huh. and the Supreme Court's been saying no, we we can't violate that. We'll protect it. Individualism, and you got the individualism over here saying, I truly believe um, in this religious conviction, and it's about to collide. Who, who's going to win? Ah, uh, good question. I mean, there's three or four different levels of that. One is the legal one, and that we all bore people to death if we go too far off on that. Sure. Uh, but the other thing is, uh, we're too limited in our imagination. We're talking about, I want to be a guy. I want to be. A, I want to be one of fifty-seven genders. Right. I want to be a giraffe. Yeah. I mean, there are these people who yeah. call themselves furries, who dress right. as animals and run around right. on all fours, and they right. seem serious. Well, when is that yeah. going to be legally recognized? Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're not far from that. And, do, do but I mean, think, the point is, there's a war on human nature going on. Right. That's the core of yeah. what's happening here. I want to know the legal side that will yeah, blow everybody uh, uh, to death. Well, I was going to say, maybe at least a brief version of the boring um, yeah. legal side. But I'm curious. Well, all right. I can I do am, that briefly. If you I want, am but. curious about the legal precedent because yeah. you've got a lot you know, on this side saying, no, religious freedom, religious freedom, RIFRA and some other things, yeah. precedents like that that have seemed semi-sturdy. Right. And then at the other – but you've got this freight train coming of – but you may not tell me I'm wrong, and you must affirm me. Well, so, so two quick points. Uh, one is we do have a fairly robust tradition, as you pointed out, of protecting religious liberty. It's kind of an accident. There are exceptions like the school prayer cases right. 50, 60 years ago, yep. though quick digression on that. I counted this up once. 47 of the 50 state constitutions have God or the deity mentioned in their preamble. Right. So I've been saying for years, why doesn't this, why don't the states pass a law saying each school children, each school child shall repeat their state's preamble at the beginning of school every day? And <laughs> dare the Supreme Court to say that the state constitutions are unconstitutional. Okay. That's just a sideshow for fun. Yeah. The, the, you yeah. said the two trains running against each other, uh, is, um, religious freedom. And civil rights discrimination laws, and that's what first came to a site in the, the, the Masterpiece Cake Shop yep. case with Jack mm-hmm, Phillips, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. because uh, the civil right, the narrow civil rights claim the, the gay couple were asserting is, you're a public accommodation, and we have all these civil rights laws saying you have to take everybody, like a hotel or a right. restaurant. Right. And religious freedom has always had some exceptions um, uh, in the law to protect religious liberty and religious values, and that those trains have been heading towards each other for 50 years, and now the collision is starting to happen yep. on the side tracks and main tracks. Yeah. And, and that yeah. was always the intent, actually, with the civil rights law in, that uh, passed. Homosexuals were heavily invested inside of that law. Mm. They would, Even they in were, the Civil Rights Act. In the Act. Civil Rights Act. I mean, um, Martin Luther King's speechwriter was a homosexual, mm. and he was fighting for Martin Luther King so that they could eventually cash in he their was, chips. He was already thinking about he, this. They, they were ahead of this game wow. way before wow. now, and we're just now seeing it, this 50-year battle that you're talking about. So when you look at the Civil Rights Act, and we know we had something messed up. I mean, we messed up when mm. we didn't um, allow slaves to be citizens in America. That was a huge mistake, so we get the 13th, 14th, 15th Amendment. That was a mistake. But we had to fix it somehow. Comes 1964, the Civil Rights Act. How do you then protect against um, civil rights being taken away and separating it from the homosexual movement saying, man, we're going to Trojan horse that movement? Yeah. How do you do that? Ah, uh, Well, this maybe gets back to the Bostock decision a bit. The great surprise and disappointment is that we thought Gorsuch was going to be a person who based his jurisprudence on the old natural law and on on human nature. He Mm -hmm. had gone to Oxford and studied with John Finnis, one of the most famous Catholic natural law theorists alive today. He's in his 90s now. Staunch opponent of of homosexual marriage uh, and all, all the rest of it. And Gorsuch was a student of his and wrote a dissertation under him. And you thought this wow. guy's going to be another Clarence Thomas. Right. So for this decision was so peculiar that there's no hint of any of that in the residual of his mind. Wow. I will say quickly, and this gets tangled in a hurry, but it's possible. I think it was a terrible opinion. It is possible he's setting up the left to double cross them on affirmative action and other civil rights laws that are coming back to the court, like the the Harvard discrimination against Asians case. Right. right. Wouldn't be at all surprised to say, you know, some of that language on discrimination I used in Bostock, it applies here. It will make leftist heads explode. I think it's disappointing in a lot of ways that it's going to sort of right. fall out like that. But that could happen. So but it's a mess. That is a mess because it seems yeah. like he burned down the whole house yeah. to prove a point. 
<laughs> right? Like, uh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's the best but case. I'm giving you. That's not a good one. See, okay, so when yeah. we, I want to talk to you for a second. So you wrote a book on Ronald Reagan mm-hmm. and Churchill. Yeah, uh, and I want to talk to you, kind of, when we come back from our break here. What is it that, if you had to take these guys? What were they known for then, and how do you take them in today's era, and what would mm. they currently do? Because I think we have a lot of affinity for bold men mm. who took stands. Those are two bold, solid yeah. guys. Um, kind of how would we put them in today's era, and, and, and how would they deal with some of the problems that we have that we're facing and then, right and now? And then follow up with that and, just, and, and tell us how to solve all of the problems everywhere. And, and then, oh, okay. But <laughs> then, then, that'll be it then after we'll, that. We'll play, or maybe we can do this really quick with the last two minutes here. <laughs> if you were president for a day— Ooh. Yeah. How how would you kind of take the situation we have now, coronavirus? How would you react to everything? How would you fix the world? Uh, I think I'd shut down Congress and tell everybody to go home. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Calvin Coolidge used to say, one of the maybe the second greatest president of the 20th century, Calvin Coolidge used to say, if you see 10 problems coming down the road at you, uh, if you do nothing, nine of them will drive off in a ditch all by themselves, and then you deal with the 10th one. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of wisdom to that. The yeah. problem today is we make up problems where we don't have them. We take problems and make them bigger. And then we screw them up and make them worse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, so many of the problems we're trying to solve were actually the solutions of 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh, that's, t- yeah, that's very and, and are right, creating right, yeah. our right. future problems. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then we, and then we yeah. throw another solution out, yeah. and that solution is going to be the problem that our kids yeah. are going to have to deal who, with. Who was the first uh, greatest president of the 20th century? Woodrow oh, Wilson, Reagan, I think. <laughs> really? Uh, no, FDR. Wilson's the single worst president of the 20th century. <laughs> so Reagan, you would say, would be the greatest president? Yeah, yeah I think so. Okay, okay. not yeah. giving that to Trump at all, huh? Well, he's 21st century. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, okay. okay. By the way, right. we right. might not be done with Trump, right? Yeah, he can still true. come back. He can still come mess yeah. everything up. Right. <laughs> More across politics coming up next. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information. I'm still surprised we didn't get canceled from last week's show. for real, I know. No, I that, was pretty, sure. that was pretty. That's pretty unbelievable. Facebook is, is off their game this week. Yeah, <laughs> they praise I God. Thought, <laughs> I thought we were going to be canceled from YouTube. I was ready for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome back to Cross Politics. We're really grateful to have Dr. Steve Hayward with us. He's a resident scholar at UC Berkeley's Institute of Governmental Studies, visiting lecturer at Berkeley Law. That's because he got his tenure back in the '80s. I was going <laughs> to. <laughs> <laughs> Do they know? Uh, a lot of them don't. It's a big place, so it's easy to sneak in a side Ooh. door wearing janitor's clothes. Thing, yeah. and then you just start teaching you class. Mop, and then, yeah. Yeah. You just have a mop as a constant. Yeah. Uh, like, do we have prop? to pay the janitor? Yeah. I think he teaches, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have had a mob after me, but uh, it's, it's, it's not been easy. He was so. previously a Ronald Reagan Distinguished Visiting Professor at Pepperdine University's Graduate School of Public Policy, uh, was the inaugural visiting scholar in conservative thought and pol- policy at the University of Colorado, Boulder. Uh, I don't know how you made it there. 20, wow. so 2002 to 2012, he was the F.K. Weihauser Fellow in Law and economics at the American Enterprise Institute Ooh. in Washington, D.C. has been senior fellow at the Pacific Research Institute in San Francisco since 1991. Wow. He's the author of Age of Reagan, or a- the Age of, yeah, Age of Reagan. Yeah. That's what's called, yeah, Greatness. Almost, you know, Age of Reason, yeah. Reagan. Yeah. 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 Well, mm, yeah. Gre- Greatness, Reagan, <laughs> Churchill, and Making Extraordinary Leaders, the Politically Incorrect Guide to U.S. Presidents. Um, that's great. Patri- <laughs> Patri- <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that was Patriotism one is not enough. That's another uh, Churchill on leadership, as well as you have a forthcoming book. Yeah. M. Stanton Evans. Yeah. Who we've never. He- Why have I never heard of him? Conservative wit, apostle of freedom. Wow. Yeah. He's an important guy. He was my first mentor out of college 40 some years ago and wow. quite influential. Well known in certain yeah. conservative circles, but he died about seven years ago and is being forgotten in a hurry, wow. which wow. I think is. I'm so glad yeah. that you're writing about him and yeah. that's coming out this summer. Actually, it's been delayed till next spring because I. Okay. Coronavirus? Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> a lot of archives were closed that had materials I needed. I oh. couldn't get into okay. wow. it. Okay. So. Okay. But it's, but it's coming. It's coming. Yes, I'm almost done. You're yeah. married to Allison? Yep. 
And yeah. do you have kids, grandkids? I do. I have two kids. They yeah. baptized? We, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, the grandkids baptized too. Right. Yeah. Doing the whole, <laughs> the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Just making sure everybody getting wet. That's all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, name of the father, son, Holy Spirit. And, and and Wikipedia says you're really into monster trucks and and monster and monster <laughs> truck rallies. That's what Wikipedia says. Right? I, I just, just got to know. Must like, be true. Really? Well, I mean, there's a thing my my boy was into when he was you know eight or nine, and yeah. I went to a monster truck rally, and uh, when I looked around, I realized it's professional wrestling with cars. Yeah. And yeah. the crowd was mostly kids and their parents. Uh, yeah. This is fantastic. And yeah. he has heroes and villains, and you know, yeah. Grave Digger always wins. Yeah. You know, it's really yeah. you got to be a really fun granddad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a granddad yet. I, oh, okay. I'm old enough. So okay. how did it make it in that Wikipedia article? You, you, you know, went to one rally. Weird. I went to, well, I wrote about it. I wrote an article. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 Well, that, that's and cool. also, I was an air quality. I was. I went to an indoor one, and you know, they wrote like in the winter time they have an indoor yeah. arenas yeah, yeah, yeah. and. This has to be a huge environmental air quality violation. You know, it's like no smoking, but we're going to have these cars running around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Owen can have a cigarette, but yeah. So, so um, Gabe, I wanted to ask about, um, th- this is actually picking up on the Trump question that we left mm. off with, but I actually want to start off with the clip with um, Liz Cheney. Ah. Um, if you've got that, okay. um, let's, let's just listen to her. We... Uh uh, have had the, the conference meeting. Uh, I uh, am absolutely committed, as I said last night, uh, as, and as I said just now to my colleagues, uh, that we must go forward uh, based on truth. We cannot both uh, embrace the big lie and embrace the Constitution. And going forward, uh, the nation needs it. The nation needs a strong Republican Party. Uh, the nation needs a party that, uh, that is based upon fundamental principles of conservatism. And I am committed and dedicated to ensuring uh, that that's how this party goes forward, and I plan to lead the fight to do that. Congresswoman, how concerned are you that former President Trump might end up back in the Oval Office, and what are you prepared to do to prevent it? I uh, will do uh, everything I can to ensure uh, that uh, the former president never again gets anywhere near the Oval Office. We have seen the danger uh, that he continues to provoke with his language. Uh, We have seen his lack of commitment and dedication to the Constitution. Uh, And I think it's very important that we make sure whomever we elect is somebody who will be faithful to the Constitution. Last question. Do you feel betrayed by today's vote? I do not. I think that uh, it is uh, an indication of where the Republican Party is, uh, and I think that the party uh, is in a place that we've got to bring it back from, and we've got to get back to a position where uh, we are a party that can fight for conservative principles, that can fight for substance. We cannot be dragged backward uh, by uh, the very dangerous lies of a former president. Wow! So she's she's the daughter of former VP Dick Cheney, right. Liz Cheney, and, and the Republicans voted basically to censor her, basically strip her of her leadership roles in the, in the GOP committee party. or somebody like that. And, yeah. and but she and she voted to impeach Trump, yeah. so she's one of the Republicans that yep. that joined that after the January sixth stuff. Yep. Um, she kind of made headlines with kind of her um, joining the. Um, uh, just sort of the the explosion after the January sixth thing, um, and and the, and I'm just I'm curious, Steve, how much you've been following this. I haven't been very closely, but um, I saw you know one. I've been following uh, you know National Review some, and some of those yeah. guys over there are, are have been kind of cheerleading her. And and really defending her, including our friend David Bonson. Um, I um I, I saw an article by yeah. Kevin Williamson, who I really appreciate frequently. Um, and it was mostly just a quote of Solzhenitsyn, and I said, you know, live not by lies. And I was yeah, sure, okay, good. Yeah. I mean, you know, but I, I was struck by the fact that the you know I don't know who did this, the editor did it, whatever. There's a picture of her masked up at a funeral for the police officer, and the and the caption actually said at a funeral at the police officer who was killed during the January sixth riot. Yeah, yeah, right. Which. which you know, juxtaposed to the to the quote of Solzhenitsyn, "Leave not by lies," the caption was was a lie. Yeah, because the police officer didn't die as a result of of the. We'll rise. define what's a lie around here. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> um, you know, there's obviously layers here in terms of you know our uh, appraisal of Trump and presidency, the the certain the situation of the of the Republican January Party 6th, right now, what uh, happened to January sixth. Yeah. But yeah. what's this move by the Republicans indicate to you? Well, I'm baffled by this uh, for this reason. Liz Cheney had a very promising career. Uh, she's very able. 
And that's why she was what, the number three person in the Republican leadership. Yeah. And why she's wanting to pick this sore over and over again when we should just let it all recede and move on. Mm-hmm. And we can fight about what's the best way to do it. Is it Trump style? Is it not Trump style? What, what, I have real a, quick, define what, what fight is she picking or what sore is she picking Well, she, she wants to attack Trump for, uh-huh. uh, you heard her say, I don't want everyone near the White House. He's peddling lies. Yep. I think a lot of Trump's claims are absolutely open to determination about exactly how this election fell out, mm-hmm. exactly what happened on January 6th. Right. And so she's taking, you know, she sounds indistinguishable from the New York Times editorial page. Mm. I, I always hate to uh, speculate on personal motives, but among the many things that can be said pro and con on Trump is he did something extraordinary. He humiliated and defeated the Bush family and the Clinton family in one election cycle. Yes, I was a big fan of, of uh, Liz Cheney's dad. I met him a number of times and uh, before he was vice president. And yeah. uh, I, I, he's a very bright guy. Uh, however. Good shooter. Good shooter. Yes. Good shot. <laughs> right. Great, great hunter. Right. <laughs> I, I do wonder if part of what's going on here is they're still mad. The sort of the Bush Cheney that yeah. Republic is still mad that Trump humiliated them yeah. and still has a commanding position in the party and, and messed so up she, a lot of money streams too. Oh, absolutely! It's, it's fantastic. I think I'm yeah. glad yeah, this yeah. disruption yeah, right. and I think they're trying to eliminate him so they can get back in power. There are rumors that Jeb Bush still wants to run for president, which I think is a dreadful idea. Right, Jeb. Yeah, Jeb, please, please clap. You know, Jeb, exclamation point. Jeb. Yeah, right? And I think that may be what's going on here, and I think yeah. it's failed for it, because I think, um, you know, the party, I think a lot of people are not happy about how the Trump presidency ended. I yeah. wasn't, but yeah. I think this is this is all a big mistake on her part, I think, and she got what was coming to her, I hate to say it. I disagree with my friends at NR. Who are, yeah. By the way, is Kevin it- Williamson, I just want to mention, he wears a dress sometimes. <laughs> really? He wears one of those tank top t-shirts that goes down to his ankles. He's a, he's a, he's an idiosyncratic guy. I'll put it that way. Whoa. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. I didn't need to know, uh, yeah. need to know that. <laughs> we'll talk about that on a different show, apparently. <laughs> okay. Um, so it, it, it sounds like he's a brilliant writer. But yeah. yeah. I have no idea. So it sounds like the Republican party is still kind of on, on Trump's side, basically. That, a lot of people are. Yeah. And sure. What advantage does the Republican Party have in censoring Liz? Are they kind of uh, uh, what? What tensions are they trying to hold together by doing this? Well, so first of all, Trump's great one of his great accomplishments politically was attracting so many non-voters and working-class voters to the Republican Party. And there's evidence a lot of them are staying. He got the highest share of the minority vote for any Republican in 60 years, yep. which is wow. still making Democrats panic in their parlors. Right, mm. yep. and so a lot of people who say. You know, we want to keep that going, see right. if we can get rid of bad tweets or whatever the things about Trump. The, the trade-off was you did lose a lot of s- traditionally suburban Republican swing voters, independents, uh, especially women. Swingers. And Trump lost the election, uh, this last election, uh, uh, in a lot of those suburbs. And so, but did he really? Liz Cheney, well, we don't know. <laughs> what the Liz Cheney yeah. uh, the crowd yeah. is thinking is we can yeah. get those people back if we return to more traditional Republican appeals. And is, I don't think any of this is clear. Is that, tra- is that traditional establishment Republicanism, is that really conservatism? Yeah, uh, good question. Uh, that's what she said in the clip. Yeah, she says, right. I want to return to conservative values. To the Constitution, too. But, but like, you well, know, is that like Neil Gorsuch? <laughs> you know, yeah, constitutionalism? Right. I mean, what, what what are we talking about exactly? Well, I, I, I left this out of my previous <laughs> too long speech, is Trump was, it's not right to say he was an isolationist, but he was saying no more of these expensive, yeah. ruinous wars overseas. Right. And that... That's one part. The other part is the old sort of chamber of commerce, pro-business republicanism. And right now, a lot of people, a lot of conservatives are saying, why should we be defenders of woke capitalism? Right. Yeah. Which is oh, yeah. where that's all going. Right? Oh, yeah. Why should we be on Wall Street side when they give all the money to the left and side with the left on all these cultural issues? Right. And so this is right now is very interesting to watch. So, so you, you've you know, been watching what's blowing up in the Middle East last few huh. days. Um, yeah. I mean, how is that connected to, to all of this? Oh, well, that's easy to explain. Uh, our enemies have figured out we have a non compassmentist yep. president that's right. who is actively yeah. on the other side in that's some right. ways. Yep. Um, yeah. And so it's open season on America's allies. I mean, they're basically Joe Biden, uh, Bernie Sanders, AOC. I mean, they're basically supporting Palestine. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And all this. And that was, that was actually coming from the Obama administration. Yep. Right. Um, handed down from the Obama. With this current climate, the way it is, do you think somebody like Reagan could ever get elected? 
Yeah, I do. I mean, I hear some conservatives these days say Reagan couldn't get elected today. Liberals like to say that, too. I think that's wrong because I think he was such a talented politician mm. and he knew how to uh, talk and appeal to people and persuade. He had the same appeal that Trump did with a different style. But, yeah, yeah. You know, what Trump did is he got back the Reagan Democrats that delivered landslides to Reagan in the 1980s. Yeah. That populist mm. sort yes, of thing, right. that populist appeal. Yeah. Is that um, is are there deep principles in that or is it a popularity contest? Yeah. Oh, no, there's some deep principles there that Reagan, he was not called the great communicator for nothing, right? Right. He had a way of talking um, conservative ideas. By the way, he never used the word conservative or very seldom did. He'd say, this is just common sense I'm talking about. Right. And people who aren't especially political would listen and say, yeah, Yeah, that's common sense. It is common sense. Uh, So he was a genius at that. Um, And that explains a lot of his success. The other one I think is important is, and here there's a similarity with Trump with a different issue map, is he was an unconventional conservative. Yeah. He went against the conservative conventional wisdom on a lot of things, such as the biggest one is the Cold War could be ended. You know, Richard Nixon, Henry Kissinger, they all thought the Cold War is going to go on forever. The Soviet Union is around for at least another century. We've got to learn to deal with them. And Reagan looked at these guys and said, they make missiles, but they can't make cornflakes. There's something wrong here. And he said it's because it's an immoral system fundamentally. He said, said, Reagan said this, it's against human nature, and something against human nature can't endure. Yeah. And so wow. his policy was deliberate. We're going to press them hard. Right. They can't win. Everyone said this is a win. horrible idea. This goes back to what you're saying, <laughs> Knox, earlier okay. when you were talking about the whole the, this whole thing. You're saying this can't stand. Yeah, this is yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's it, insan- yeah. We, Sin and insanity is not a sustainable. It's not sustainable, yeah. to, you know, to use one of their um, special words. But it's like, you know, but if you're going against the way God made the world, yeah. Yeah. Th- like you are trying to make water run uphill. Well, there's the old line of the Roman poet Horace. Yeah. You can try to expel nature with a pitchfork. It will come back at you through the window. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Right. It may take time, but yeah. that's, yeah. that's you know, so true. that's interesting that Reagan saw that, though. Yeah. You're from California. I know. You're, like you said, you're an inmate of, of California. <laughs> California Stan. One of the, I, I think my generation um, is kind of probably more distrusting of politicians and, you know, for, for particular for me, for the Republican Party. Yeah. Like, I just, I just don't. Trust them. When they get in office, I don't think they're going to follow through. You know, I didn't vote for Trump the first time around. I voted for him the second time because I, I all right, yeah. I think I can follow through where I think he needs yeah, to yeah. follow through. But um, you, you also have, you currently also in the Republican Party, you have this, this weird, um, you know, desire to want to be accepted by the left. Mm. Right? Yes. And, and that's why Bruce Jenner is getting traction <laughs> in California. Yeah, because they're excited. Hey, look, we got our intersectionality here, and and hasn't been laughed off the stage. You know, Sean Hannity interviewed her, him, him, it, and took and took it seriously. Well, I've been saying that this whole scene is a classic case of he said, she said. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Well, I don't know. I mean, I've been joking for the last few years that California is so far gone, we deserve a governor named Gavin. And so why not have a transgender governor? I don't know. It's, uh, oh, wow. No, I, no it's, uh, this is, a, this is a, uh, the, the bigger point. You made a very important point, which is the single biggest mistake Republicans and even conservatives are not always the same, but there's a right. Venn diagram yep, there. Yep, right. The single biggest mistake of the last 50 years or more has been to try and fight political battles on the turf the liberals define. Yes. Exactly. Yes. exactly. Our disposition should be we need to change the rules. Yeah. And that's one reason why people like Trump so much. Exactly. He's a rule breaker and a rule changer. Yeah. Yeah. He could have been better at it you know, sure. a long time ago. Yeah, but yeah. he yeah. had that disposition. Yeah, so he, that's what's needed. That's so let me ask the Pastor, question, though. Pastor Doug likes to say we should be the ones starting the fires. Yes. Yes. Not going around putting their fires right. out. And yeah. I appreciate it about him, but he started some fires that we didn't need to be started. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Sure. He lacked so, prudence. Sure. So, but that's my question. Are we only at Biden, Harris, or Harris, Biden, however you want to look at that, <laughs> or, or Trump, or do we have another leader somewhere out there that we can look to that is like, okay, that's somebody. I mean, you're a person who wrote a book about leaders. Mm. Who are you looking at right now that says, okay, this guy, that's... I mean, do we deserve somebody? I know we didn't deserve Ron Paul. We didn't deserve him. Yeah. But, well, but, but right. Rand? Like, Rand, what, yeah. what, what, is there anybody else out there that has that, the strikes that more Reagan type middle? Well, you know, I don't, I tend not to like to do rank punditry, as you call it. You know, at this point, 10 years ago, everyone thought Chris Christie was this dynamic guy. Never and, liked no, him. No, I never liked him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, wow. it turned out, it was more of, you know, it turned out that it, it was overestimated. 
But right now, I think Governor DeSantis of Florida is showing some real spine and some real moxie. Yeah. And yeah, but well, he still was, shut down Florida last year. Uh, not not as much as other people did. And he yeah. backed off as fast as he could and did it much better. Kind of like places. I didn't I didn't do as much crack as the other person. Well, okay. you know what I'm I mean, uh, that's, not, that's not a very good argument there for me. Well, okay, he's not perfect, but he's done several things yeah. very well, and he's picked yeah. some fights that other the only other other Republican governors are not picking that many fights that they yeah. ought to be. That's true. I agree. Governor Noam of South Dakota, yep. I'm a big fan of hers, but. Yep. When she vetoed the bill yeah, saying men's and women's sports tranny vote, yeah. but, but she signed a executive order. Well, I think people came to her and said the reason she vetoed it is her lawyer said, "Oh, the law will be struck down in court." Her answer should have been, "Fine, let them strike it down yeah, in yeah. court. Go, we man. need to Amen. have this fight. Let's go. Let's Amen. do this. Right? That's a rule changing disposition. Exactly. And she flinched at that. Now I think the executive orders. People came to her and said. You want to run for president? You want to be a running mate? You better. You better turn around on this one because this is a slam dunk 80-20 issue. Is the right. so we have DeSantis gnome is probably what's going to be. I don't know. I mean, sure. like is yeah. Trump going to run? I have no idea. Okay, he may not know. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah, I know. Right? Would you yeah. recommend he should? I think probably not. Uh, mm. I think uh, you know it was great one time, but I you know yeah. um, I, I don't know. Well, the, the Republicans are cleaning house for something. Yeah. You don't get rid of uh, Liz, Cheney. Liz Cheney and like yeah. it's like that's something that's going on there. They're cleaning the path in yeah. some way, right? So I don't know for what, but they're moving out somebody who might even like DeSantis. You would have a problem with DeSantis too. Well, I don't know. Uh, Trump has said some nice things about DeSantis. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think he said something about him, you know, being a possible a running, running mate, mate. Yes, at some point. Right. So yeah. I mean, I, I think Trump's <laughs> my my hope is that Trump will play kingmaker and he'll get behind. That's what somebody. I think too. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think too. Right. So if anybody wants to follow you and keep up to date with, with, with what you have, articles or anything like that, where do they go to? Best way is a powerlineblog.com. That's all one word. Powerlineblog. We can't change it for right. anyway. Yeah. Uh, I write there every day uh, oh, cool. along with three writing partners. Wow, um, nice! And uh, we're the guy. It wasn't me. As my partner Scott Johnson, we're the guys who ended Dan Rather's career at CBS because hey. Scott Johnson watched that famous Texas Air National Guard uh, story in sixty minutes. He yeah. pulled up the documents online, says these documents are forgeries. Wow! And the story collapsed in twenty four hours, and wow. Dan Rather was fired in six months. Wow! wow. wow. Took him that long. <laughs> yeah, it did. Well, but, look, they're slow learners on the left. Yeah. <laughs> Brother, I appreciate having you yes, here. Thank you. Great Thanks great for being on Cross Politics. Yeah. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. Amen. We did not design a cookie-cutter curriculum meant to chop students into appropriately shaped submissives or snowflakes for the secular zeitgeist. We designed our curriculum the way we did because we want our graduates to be equipped to stand courageously against that destructive zeitgeist and to honor their maker and how they, body, mind, and soul, battle to save their communities and the entire Western world from our current diseased insanity. New St. Andrews College is not in the business of rubber stamping graduates for this particular job market or that particular career. We aren't happy unless our graduates are equipped to tackle any constructive cultural task anywhere, from courtrooms to hospitals to job sites to movie sets to the highest risk job and the most important setting of all, the raising and training of the next generation of immortal souls around dining room tables and in pews. The world may have gone mad, but it's not the first time. It has been saved before and by particular people, many of whom shared a very particular type of education. Augustine, Calvin, Jefferson, Churchill, and many lesser-known heroes in times of madness all had one type of education, one type of training in common. And it's the same kind of rigorous education we currently pursue surrounded by the rolling wheat fields of Idaho. By God's grace, our civilization will be saved or rebuilt from the smoking ruins. The men and women capable of such a task, capable of fearless joy and fiery laughter, all while undertaking such hard cultural labor, those are the kind of graduates we want, the kind we expect. They are why we exist and why we teach what we teach. So you might call it a major in world building or culture shaping or a major in saving civilization. We call it classical Christian liberal arts. New St. Andrews College, saving civilization since 1994.